Stonecutters Podcast, Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the building. Will, where you at, Will? The background looks amazing. Looks like you've yeah. just been creating some new art. What, what you up yeah. to? Man, I wish I could lie to you and say this is the art in my career, but I'm away on location, so I'm in a hotel right now. Aaron helped me jimmy rig my iPad so that we can have a little vibe. Got to make sure that I'm looking at the helmet that is in his background so my eyeline could be all right. But other than that, brother, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, since the last time we talked, you've had... Uh, you were on an episode of Lovecraft Country on HBO. You were last time we talked, brother. Love, I'm blowing up. <laughs> exactly. Since the last time we talked, you released uh, Charm City Kings. What was it like? The number one streaming broke the streaming records on HBO Max. Like you breaking records out there, man. Thoughts become things, man. <laughs> Thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. So, yeah, man. I, it's been a, it's been exciting. You know, I, I feel like you know, uh, it's a blessing for you to get to see it, you know what I mean? And others to get to see, because you've been there since the genesis of the journey. So uh, now everything is starting to come together and it's just the beginning. You know, I haven't really got started yet, so I'm excited about that, but um, hard work, dedication, we always talk about thoughts become things. And this is things that we spoke about and we thought about, and now they're being manifested and coming to fruition. So, you know, it's like, I feel like right now, and I'm, I'm working uh, harder than I ever worked before, you know, because it's almost like that thing you can really, you can see it, you know what I'm saying? You can see it before, but now you're really starting to see it. You're just like, oh, this thing's about to be coming back to back, you know, so maybe I'm going to finally get them abs, Aaron, I've been wanting to get. <laughs> Are you back in the gym now that you're on location? I'm back in the gym, got an incredible trainer, you know, and it's everything that I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like they got the turf, you know, it's uh, they clean off the gym, you know what I mean? Due to COVID, I'm in there by myself with the trainer. So, you know, um, I'm seeing the change. I'm sore right now as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm completely sore all over, but you know, that's a part of the process. You know, your muscles have to be broken down and ripped in order to gain. So, you know, um, it's that, it's that working in secret, brother. You know what I mean? It's that working <laughs> in secret when nobody knows what you're doing. And then I just come out with the summertime shine body and they're like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? I was telling the trainer, Aaron, I was like, ooh, my wife ain't ready for me when I get back. He said, nah, she ready. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. But you know, enough about me, man, how you been? You know, uh, what's going on? What's new? I see you got the glasses on. You got the shoes hanging in the background. Your teeth <laughs> nice and white, baby. You on. <laughs> so f- I guess first things first, I realized this and Will, I don't, I don't know how much time you spend in front of a computer, but these are those uh, blue light glasses and uh-huh. they're su- that's supposed to help with the st- sitting in front of a monitor all day. I-, I get the blue light that comes from the computer. So went on Amazon, picked up a, you know, a little pair of these. And I believe they actually help with when you finish for the day and you take your glasses off, your, your eyes are a little bit not as fatigued. So, um, yeah, man, I think since the last time we talked, I've been just doing a lot of uh, personal reflection and um, celebrating a lot of people that we know have been winning. You know, mm-hmm. Tiff, Dom, like uh, mm-hmm. yourself, like uh, Mateen. Mateen was just on uh, The Weakest Link 
on TV. So it's like everybody that, that I know, even, even in 2020, like everybody's flourishing and everybody's thriving in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just, it's awesome for me to see that and to um, myself just grateful to be in a position where I can celebrate people and not be jealous of them and, and allow them to, 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 to have the light shine on them. And um, yeah, man, that's about it. Like uh, I can't, I cannot complain. I will tell you this though. I woke up this morning and I had a little bit of back problems, but I got a bed on the way. So I'm just waiting for the bed to show up. I just need, like, that's the, I'm such an old man, Will, that I'm waiting on like a new bed, a new mattress to sleep on. And that's what's, that's what's, that's what's making me excited for the, for the future right now is just getting, getting a new mattress. But, uh, yeah, that's what's up. You know, you know, sleep is important, but I wanted to ask you something, um, cause it peaked, it peaked, uh, my interest, um, a little bit when you were talking about not being jealous and excited for you know your peers around you what would you tell somebody who is constantly seeing everybody around them thrive but they haven't got their shot yet what i would tell them is that there's enough for everyone and the more that it's like you don't give to get Mm-hmm. And this is something that I used to say a long time ago is you don't give to get. So you don't give people praise to get praise, to get accolades, to get something in return. You give them just just to give them without any, any um, you're not asking for anything in return. And when you withhold joy and celebration from people that are winning, that they, they, can, they can see that immediately. So um, I, I just there's enough to go around and there's a, there's a scarcity mindset out there that, that is like, Will, Will was in the movie and Will took the job that I was supposed to get. And now what am I supposed to do? Well, there's going to be another movie. There's going to be another Avenue. Will's going to get his production company and he's going to have you star in a movie. And when you can look at things from that, from that, respect from a from a looking at it from an abundance perspective like yeah i didn't get mine right now but it's coming i gotta i gotta i gotta continue on he won she won well i'm, I'm surrounded by winners so it's only a matter of time that i win mm-hmm. there's there's lots of different ways that you can spin this to 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 kind of direct it to say like i'm next well and and will mean you had this discussion last year and we had this we had this discussion before the podcast even started that everybody else was winning and you were just like, it's only a matter of time before it's my turn to win. So if you're jealous, it's always going to be them. And and it's never me. I'm going to be the victim and it's never coming around to me. And those guys are in the Illuminati. He paid Mm -hmm. for that. He paid for that role. Right. And instead of just seeing it for what it is, that person worked hard. They, They perfected their craft they did things to the best of their ability and now they're able to shine for it. That's beautiful, man. Cause I was thinking about it. You kind of said everything that I would say is that I'm next mentality. Um, I think we always have to have I'm next mentality. And I remember, and I get it and, and, and not to shy away. Sometimes you do feel jealous. Jealousy is only bad if you take it internally and you let it shut you down from moving forward and you want to covet someone else's dreams or accomplishments or joy. But you can have righteous jealousy 
meaning that you can be jealous that will bring forth a joy out of you to be like, ooh, if it's happening for them, then you see how they blowing up? Ah, I'm next. It has no choice but to happen for me because I, I seen them do it. They went ahead of me. So you can have, you can flip that jealousy around because I will always go, I remember when my homegirl Lena and Issa was blowing up and I remember laying on that floor, you know, and I'm seeing them do their thing. And I know that I'm talented as well. And it was righteous jealousy. It was saying, man, my sisters are going, they doing it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me tap in, let me celebrate them, but let me tap in and let me remind myself who I am. And I remember laying on that floor and saying, Lord, if you've done it for them, God, I know that you would do it for me. I'm next. Let your peers motivate your next. But like Aaron and I and myself are saying, when jealousy comes in that thing and it cripples you, and now you want to be what Issa is at, you want to be uh, what Lena is at, but not only you want to be there, you want to move them out of the way so that you can be there. See, now that's wrong because now that's pure jealousy in the negative side of it versus saying, if I'm seeing my brother go work for Nike and that's my dream, then I need to just say that I'm next, watch what he's doing, seeing the moves that he's making, learn and incorporate that into your own uniqueness. In a short time, as thoughts become things, you will eventually get to reign where you supposed to reign at you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes you know, you know that's just how that's just how it happens you know what i mean oh sidebar we ain't do our disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> the stonecutters podcast the views expressed on the stonecutters podcast are those of the co-hosts and their views and opinions alone and they do not reflect those of their employers past, present, or future. That was mm -hmm. a little jumbled, but we got the point across. The disclaimer's out of the way. I don't think mm -hmm. we said anything to, to to hurt anybody's feelings just yet. So, yeah, but you, but you know, yeah, but that, just you can never be sure. Yeah, you, be sure. you know what I'm saying? Listen, basically, this ain't got nothing to do with them. This is all about what we talking about on here. They haven't inspired my views in any kind of way, okay? Watch out, y'all. Will's on one tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Stonecutters Podcast. You can find us at uh, www.stonecutterspodcast.com. We're available on all major streaming platforms. You can also watch me and Will. Every one of our Stonecutter Podcast episodes is available on YouTube. So you can see Will's setup when he's all over the country, all over the world. You can see my garage and its varying stages of transformation. And back to the show. Yeah, yeah. But now nah, I'm glad we brought that up, man, because what I love about our, our podcast, we go back to someone that just may be joining. We talk about the stone cutter that's constantly chopping at the stone. And sometimes the chisel is your friend, you know, reminding you, man, Will, you're going to make it. Man, you're going to do it, man. And sometimes if we truthful in ourselves and we don't always believe that, you know, we don't always know that we can reach our goals or our dreams, even if we're writing things down. And you need people to remind you of who you are. Because the one thing that's great about your, your, your friends that are around you, they can see you, you know what I mean? And they can see you maybe how you're not seeing yourself. 
And it's always good to say, hey, man, you know, keep going. It's going to be all right. You right there, man. You're a genius. You got so much going on, you know. And eventually, if you're told that long enough, subconsciously, you will really start to believe that thing. You know, like today, right? The thing happened today when I'm in the, uh, I'm, um, I'm in the lobby of the hotel and this guy is asking for where the cart is so that he can get the cart and bring stuff up to his room. And he says to the lady, the cart's not out there. You know that I'm slow. And it disturbed me when he said that. I don't know if he was joking or what, but the way he said it, I'm like, okay, see, you just put this limitation on yourself. Yes. You know, and at that moment, I thought that maybe I should have corrected him, but I just sat in the moment because I was going to get the book and he was talking, he was having a conversation with the lady. So I was kind of outside of their conversation. I was kind of in movement walking past. But I thought about that. Never, never discredit yourself. Never talk down about yourself. Well, well, how do you, um, for our listeners, I know the answer and I think you do too. When they get a compliment, what's the easiest way to not put themselves down when they get a compliment from someone? I don't know. I just say I receive. Thank you very much for the compliment. Thank you. You just yeah. say thank you. You yeah. know, the the way that we discount ourselves, Will, is that you'll just be like, hey, Aaron, that's a nice jumpsuit you're wearing. And I'm like, oh, this old thing, I've got it at this thing and it's falling yeah. apart. And look at the hole here and this and that. Just say thank you and receive mm-hmm. it. And we it can be with clothes or it can be, hey, Will, thanks for doing the dishes last night. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, it was nothing. I was going to do it anyway. Nope. It's not a trivial matter. Take the appreciation and move on. Yeah, no, that's good. That's so good. That's so good. I'm going to use that too. Because I just, you know, and sometimes it's stuff like uh, uh, my tax guy hit me up today. We were talking back and forth for some things that I wanted to do. And he was like, you know, Will, I'm proud of you. Keep grinding. You know what I mean? You're the voice that this generation needs. I had to say thank you because sometimes we're so used to when we feel that love come in so pure like that, we try to reject it or maybe we're not worthy of it. Not worthy. You know, know, but we have to check that. Thank you. Thank you. Accept it because you can't always see outside of yourself. You know what I'm saying? My tax accountant was seeing me and projecting what's, being projected out of me back onto me so that I can be living in that room, living in that light. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to say, thank you. So to our stone cutters that are listening, take your flowers while you can get them. You know what I mean? And say, thank you, you know, and let the jealousy go. Well, question for you, talking about sort of accepting and receiving, um, the good things that you've done. Did you watch Lovecraft? Did you watch uh, Charm City? Did you watch it with your wife? Did you watch it? Did you have like a watch party? Have you seen yourself since then? And if so, how did you feel like seeing yourself? You've done it a few times now, but just to see it and be around people like. You know, my dad has this saying and he always say, dad, I'm proud of you. He'd be like, I'm proud of me too. He's like, Dad, I, I like Dad, I love you. I love me too. I loves me. You know what I'm saying? My dad always says that. And um, I love me. 
You know what I mean? I love watching me. You know what I'm saying? I just really do. I think I do such an incredible job that I just have to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? So I look at myself and I just say thank you. Look what all the amazing work you're doing in the world, Will. Look how you're setting people free, Will. Thank you, Will. Look how good you look on in when you walked around and you shook the cop's hand. Damn, you was in the role. You just look good, brother. You know. <laughs> um, you know, I got a chance to see it with um, Charm City. I got a chance to see it with my close friends, my boy Todd, his wife. And, uh, uh, you know, that was great to just be able to watch the film again because when I watched it in Sundance, I didn't feel so well, you know what I mean? So I was kind of like dozing in the, uh, the movie theater. So I got a chance to see it with fresh eyes, you know, and all the conversations and panels that I've done that came out of that. I was really excited to see Lovecraft um, not just because it's a brilliant show and Misha's doing incredible with the writing and all the actors are phenomenal, but it was a period piece. And I've been wanting to do a period piece for some time. And the content that the, 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 the writer wrote was rich. And I was like, oh, this is something that I can sink my teeth into. And the wardrobe, you know, when I went on set to get fitted, I'm like, these people are folks who win uh, awards. Because that's design the, and yeah, because that's the way they just, you know, the way the production was and the way they fitted me and the shoes that I put in the time period and the picture that they took. I was looking at all the details, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was in it. And, 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 you know, and I got a lot of love from it, but I knew when I was doing the work that I said, this is something special. This, this is something special. Now, Sometimes when you're doing the work, because things get cut down, you know what I'm saying? So, and I thought they did a great job of it too, because in the scene, when I'm dragging a young man, I actually broke off the whole entire door and I fell to the ground. Me and the boy fell to the ground. We wanted to keep the scene going, but the door was caught under my leg. You know what I'm saying? So we couldn't do it. And then they had to take time to put up the door and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ooh, I wish they would have kept that door. But I was trying to cut it in my mind. Like, like, but how could they do this? Boom, boom, boom. Makes sense for the story, cutting down time. Um, But it's just a beautiful show to be a part of, man. And I remember Jonathan Majors, you know, came up to me afterwards. And so did Journey. Journey was like, ah, you're so brilliant. And that was a lot of love there. And, you know, because she's been doing it for so long and consistently killing it. You know what I'm saying? So for her to say that, I said, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And then Jonathan Majors came over and said, hey, man, you know, I heard what happened earlier. You all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but that's that's how your one and your two, that's how they lead the show. You know what I'm saying? That brother ain't have to come check on me. You know what I'm saying? But he felt necessary to come check on someone that's on his show. That's when you know the love of the show. So I appreciate that, you know what I mean? And I was on there like, listen, you know, I'm playing with some heavyweights, you know, my first scene is up with Journey, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? And how long did her- you, how long did you have to wear the, the, the mustache or did they, was that yours or, or did they shave you down and put on something on there? No, that was my mustache, brother. Oh, snap! That was mustache, it was mustache Strong. was not fake. That was all me. That was all me. They shaved all this off and then they just boom and curled them up. You know what I mean? And, and that, you know, and so that we talk about collaboration. Uh, that was my boy, uh, 
sincere and I met him. He was the barber on the set. And a lady that I work with, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she was the, the, um, the head of hair. I work with her on Charm City. And so when I got to the set, we had this big old hug. And then I said, hey, I'm thinking about this for this role. And I went back to an old picture of 1921. And I saw a guy, he had the, low, he had the haircut thing like this. And I thought that fit my face. And he had the joint. I said, I want that. What do you think about that? They said, let's do it. And then when I saw the picture that they took, I was like, I look like I'm plucked from that time. But you know, I'm old school anyway. So, But, I, but when I saw the picture, Aaron, I said, yeah, this was this was for me. I look like I'm that person. I would love to even do more of a more period pieces and stuff like that. But in um, the love for everybody, you know, getting a chance to see somebody come from the web and then be on the hottest show that's, you know, on the net right now. You know what yep. I'm saying? And to have two things on HBO, you know, to break a record with HBO Max then to be on Lovecraft Country. You know what I'm saying? Then my birthday happens, you know, and happy belated, and happy belated. You know, thank you, brother. My birthday <laughs> happens. And then I go to work back on Black Lightning. I mean, you know, um, the glory of the Lord is too much, man. You know, because a lot of these things could have came out at many different times. The movie was supposed to come out in April, but it came out in October. Lovecraft came out in October. You know, it's like God's. Saying, man, here's a birthday present. I'm gonna double up on you like that. And I just, you know, and it's cool and it's good momentum and moving forward. And it just gave me even more excitement to say, Will, you know, if you didn't think that you can do this work, know that you can do it at a high level. If you had any doubt, know that you can do it at a high level. So now I'm in preparation, you know, for other things that I don't even have, um, you know, accents and stuff that are not even in the pipeline right now, but I'm working on them okay. in secret. You know what I mean? So when my number is called, I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? So um, we always got to be working. Just like we see Nike come out with a dope shoe, but y'all might've been working on that for 10 years, you know, but we get the chance to walk into it or something that you've already walked in, tested, proven it, stretched it, ripped it apart, started up. All that was done in secret, Yeah, you know? Then once it's ready, it comes out to the public and we have to treat ourselves the same way. With your accents, is it all repetition? Is it just continuing to repeat the same words over and over again to kind of get your mind to pronounce it the way that an accent sounds? I mean, some it's a lot of it. I think everybody's different. You know, um, some people who are more musically inclined, I noticed that they pick up accents uh, easily because it's a rhythm. Um, it's a sound, you know, if you somewhere, sometimes if you over in the country, you pick it up more because now you're surrounded by the culture. So my goal is just little by little each day. You know, I'm in this place right now, Aaron, where I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting with soaking, you know, when it comes to my art and acting, like I'm getting the stuff down, but I'm letting it soak. You know, I'm letting it really permeate and wash over me. I'm soaking in the moments of it. And even when it comes to uh, getting accents or when I'm in the moment with my baby, I'm allowing it to soak. I'm allowing it to wash over me and allowing that to see what comes out of that process. That's the process I'm in right now as an artist. You know what I mean? So I'm playing with these different things of soaking. What is that like? 
What does it feel like? You know, how do you soak in a scene? You know, what is it like when you're emerged in water? What is it like when you let things just run over you? Where's your calmness at? Like all these different things that I'm just kind of like experiment. And I get to experiment tomorrow, which I'm excited about because I have a scene tomorrow. And um, I'm going to use some of the things that, you know, I've been thinking about in the book that I've been writing down. Ah, well, if I do this, maybe I'll do that. And then, you know, if you do it and it doesn't quite work out right, it's cool. You can revert back to what you know. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited to discover, brother. I'm painting a masterpiece, brother. <laughs> Do you, in your day-to-day job, do you get to be, I know that you have to, you have to fit within the realm of a role, but do you still get to be creative within the realm and you can play with different things? Like you're, you're at a good point where you, where you're comfortable and the people that you work with are comfortable with you kind of having a little bit of creative freedom. Yeah. I think you just make that suggestion. Usually, you know, you try to get it on page what they have written because the writers want to hear their words, you know what I mean? Um, And they make a lot of money to write words, you know? Um, But the artist also wants to do what's not there. So it's a beautiful marriage. You know what I mean? Like I have some ideas about the script coming up, you know what I mean? That I want to do, you know, sometimes I just do them and then they'll catch it and then they'll add to it. Or I'll say, I'm thinking about this. You know, um, so I don't know, you know what I mean? It's like, I know that I don't know, you know, it's like a, it's like a beautiful marriage, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know sometimes in TV, a lot of things are for time, but it depends on where you at. Like a guest star, you're meant to bring all this creative stuff because you're there to lift up the show. Okay. So you have a little bit more creative freedom more so than the series regular because the series regular is the, the, the bones of the story. They have to do this, they have to do that, they have to do this. I can come in and just do my thing because that's what I'm meant to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, you know, I think everybody wants to try different things, you know, and see what works. And, you know, but as long as you're trying things to see what works based off the character, what the character wants to do, not what Will wants to do, because then it's about what Will wants to do, you know what I mean? So when I talked about that soaking, soaking into the presence of the character so the character can speak the things that I want to do because if the character is speaking it's going to make sense automatically yeah yeah so soaking 101 (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you uh two more questions before we go um yeah do you have a time of day that you that you write in your notebook have you found a good time or is it just you just make sure that you find time every day to, to write down in your notebook Well, right now I'm getting up about six every morning. I hit the gym by 7.30 and then I'm out of the gym by 8.30. Then I get my COVID test, you know, usually because I'm going Monday, Wednesday and uh, Friday for my COVID test. So I got a little spot I go to um, where I'm at and I just take a moment, you know, and I have my little my little, uh, uh, what do you call it? A shake and my avocado toast or the almond butter toast. And then I'm sitting there and I got the book and I'm just, you know, writing things down, you know what I'm saying? And seeing what comes to me like soaking or my gym progress. And then I'm doing what you taught me is to review what I've written. I didn't do that before. I write it down, leave it alone, but go back and review. So, you know, little things like I wrote down soaking, right? I said to lie and become saturated 
or permeated with water or some other liquid. And then I add it to the definition or thoughts. I am allowing things to soak in with my art. I believe this will lead me to discover a depth that I have yet to discover. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I go back and I revisit it. You know what I mean? I take notes and I take data. You know, yeah. things I you talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like when you was doing the, the whole shoe thing, you know, you were taking notes and you were wearing the shoe and this works and this, but, you know, so that way I can refer back to it because a lot of times we think that we're going to remember it. And it's like, oh, I got it, I got to remember it. And then someone says, hey, man, you like this water? Oh, yeah, 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 I like that water. And then boom, it's gone. It's gone. You forgot. And then you're trying to get it back. But if I got it here, I could just look back at it. So I'm even, you know, doing a podcast, and I'm even learning more of the importance of what you was doing when we were in L.A. You had the notebook when we were in L.A. carrying this notebook around. So now I'm starting to understand the power of the notebook. I didn't really understand it before. I understood writing things down, but I didn't have a book that I liked. Okay. That I can carry it with me. See, some of the journals that I would get, I didn't really like them. So it didn't encourage me to write in them. Okay. Not that this one, I like the pages. You know, I know the one that we're going to create, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be dope. But the pages in this one, they're like old school. So it kind of speaks to me. It's like, write on me, create on me. I'm a blank. You know, it gives me that feel, the way it feels when I rub on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then it slides, you know, right into my cargoes. You know, now I figured out my set wear after I've been on set all these all this time. I got my set clothes, you know what I'm saying, that I wear. I like my cargoes, you know what I'm saying? I need my three, four, five cargoes. You know, I can slide my book in there. Boom, boom, got my car keys, you know. Boom, 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 you know. Keep it going. <laughs> You old man. So, Mr. Old Man, we're going to yeah. end the show on this. Another old man just won the NBA championship. What you, what you got to say to LeBron? Uh, <laughs> uh, I want my damn respect. That's what the king said. The king said he, said he want his damn respect, too. He deserve it, man. You know, uh, I like what Jimmy Butler said about, you know, you got to go through LeBron. And LeBron... Let everybody know, all the critics know, that I'm that dude. You know, I came to Los Angeles. Los Angeles ain't won a championship in 10 years. I didn't know it was that long. And within two years, you bring a, a chip? Within two years? Come on, man, you the GOAT. And what I don't like is that they try to compare GOAT status. There's never going to be another Kobe. There's never going to be another Michael Jordan. LeBron is in a status of his own. You know what I'm saying? He's the GOAT, just like uh, 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 Julius Irvin. Julius Irvin is considered a GOAT as well. Iceman could be considered a GOAT. Magic considered yeah. a GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, shoot, you can even count um, uh, uh, the mailman is a GOAT in his own right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What he put into the game, Charles Barkley in his own right. GOAT doesn't mean that you have championships you know what i'm saying how did you impact the game what is your legacy how did you impact people alan iverson is a goat never won a championship but look what he did to the culture yeah you know what i'm saying look how he inspired people people still wearing braids now people wear arm sleeves because of ai it's ghost status 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited for uh, LeBron, you know, but I'm also excited for them Denver boys to see what they're going to do next year because them boys is tough, you know, and I'm excited to see uh, because, you know, these guys be speaking indirectly, you know, ain't no jealousy, you know, with AD, you know, they, they know they talking shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, 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 Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Come holler at me. You know what I mean? I'm the I'm LeBron. So I'm excited to see the dynamic when KD get back. Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? If Kyrie can stay healthy, you know what I'm saying? And how the nucleus of that t- team works because they got that boy LeVert over there that can go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So Kyrie does, you know, you know, well, we're going to say he's going to have a healthy season. But in the event of or they all can play together type of thing, I'm excited to see who the Warriors going to pick up. I'm excited to see what the Heat's going to do. But the thing about basketball, just because you had a good season in 2020, sometimes it doesn't transfer over. And, and you know, you're in Portland. Portland need a piece. <laughs> they need a piece. You know what I'm saying? Because my man Dame Dollar can go anywhere. I don't think Dame Dollar is ever going to leave Portland because Dame is Dame. You know what I'm saying? And, but they need a piece, man. I don't know. It's, they got the big man. They need, they got Mellow, which is a good piece. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, let me say that better. They got Mellow, which is a great piece. I love Mellow. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I like the boy, uh, what's his name? Trent Terry. No, oh, no, no. You t- are you talking about? Um... Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. I love Gary Trent Jr. But they need a piece. You know what I'm saying? They need a nice wing. They need somebody else that can get, 20 on any given night, 30 on any given night. You know, I don't know if that's a wing. They need something. You know what I mean? You, you know, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't Giannis. You know what I mean? But it's something. They missing something. You know what I mean? That's gonna carry them over the hump. Because when they go down, your whole team done. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. we need somebody. Not really a backer for Dame, but somebody that Dame and, and CJ can kick their ball to, or when they have an off day, they know they're gonna get that bucket. And I'm it's trying not to mellow. Nah, it's not mellow. Mellow gonna get his 18 or whatever the case may be, but th- you know, I don't think that's mellow. Oh, they need like a Lou Williams or a, uh, like a six man, you think? Yeah, you know, but I, I think that I think it's like it's, 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 it's in the four position. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody that they missing the piece to the puzzle. You know what I mean? That's like, a, like a DeMarcus Cousins or a uh, Paul Millsap or something like that. Not a Paul Millsap because Paul Millsap is on a later end of his career. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. You know how Draymond is to the, to the Warriors. Yeah. They need a Draymond, you know what I'm saying? They need a Draymond, a Draymond that can score, that can shoot, that can grab rebounds. That's a dog out there. Like if they had Barkley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they had Oakley, Charles Oakley, they need somebody that's just like, listen, we we gonna win by any means out here. We just some dogs, you know what I'm saying? So they need that. They need, that's the piece they, they missing. They need a straight up dog out that joint that can jump out the gym, that can shoot, you know, the 15 footer, that can step out and shoot the three because that's the way they play. But also that's going to get in your face. You know, like a if I can build a player, I'll take Draymond. I'll take 
the 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 hoodness of Marquise Morris. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'll take uh I'll take like um like a Porzingis, somebody who can shoot that outside joint, you know what I mean, and get and got you some finesse. But a dog with finesse, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> dog That's with finesse. A dog with finesse that can compliment them boys over there. So if you got a dog with finesse, you got the big man, you got CJ, you got Dame, and you got Mello. That's a squad. You know what I mean? Because if Mello off, the dog is gonna be the dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why we love about. AI, AI was a dog. You know what I'm saying? IT. Speaking about IT, real quick. You think IT gonna get back in the league? No. Really? Why? Defense. Defense. It's it, once you get to that age, it's the same thing happened to Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson can still ball. He just can't play. He's like your athleticism gets you so far before it can't take you any further. And Nate Robinson and IT are the same. The same type of player. They're they're they score in bunches, but they can't play any defense. And and they're a defensive liability on the floor. So it's like they can put up a bunch of threes, but they're giving up a bunch of threes on the other end. So it's it's a it's a wash. Mm. Mm. My my take. Yeah 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 yeah. I'm hoping that um, that it can find a fit. You know what I'm saying? He better go to the big three. That's his. Go go go! Play in the big three, or go over to China, because then you can he can, you can go over there, and the guards will be the same size as you. You can dominate like Steph did for for years. He went Steph was over there for like eight or nine years dominating, and he wasn't playing any defense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now nah, I, I want to see. Uh, you want to see him in the league? I do want to see him in the league. You know what else I want to see in the league? Do uh, too. Um, I want to see um, Frank Nitty in the league, man. You follow Ooh. Frank Nitty? No. Oh, you got the look of Frank Nitty, man. It's the Nitty way. Nitty be giving people buckets in the uh in the program out here. Uh, what's they call that joint? The joint in LA that everybody do. The Drew. The Drew. He be killing out here in the Drew. I want to see Nitty in the league, man. I like to see Nitty, but you got a lot of these young boys, man. You know, as we talking sports, y'all talk the stone cutters. You got a lot of you got a uh you got a lot of these young boys, man. I mean, you just seen what happened with Fitzpatrick. You know what I'm saying? You know, playing great ball. You know, but Tua in there. But but Tua, young, potential, potential, sales, because people want to see Burrow, Tua, all these young guys that they spent this money on. Absolutely. They want to see him play. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a tough, uh, at the end of the day, I guess I would say it's a business, man. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a business, but I'm, I'm excited for, uh, to see how things going to shape up. Did you already, uh, vote? Did you drop off your vote? You know, I've been going back and forth with the wife on that right now. So we've been kind of doing our due diligence of looking at the judicial systems and, and the Senate. You know what I'm saying? So because you got to you got to vote all the way down. You can't just vote for the presidency. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they be having community colleges on there and because and, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, like, I don't know. I'm not going to research the community college people to vote for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's an in-house thing. I don't think that should be on the ballot, in my opinion. 
Okay. I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could be super wrong. Okay. I could be super wrong. You know what I'm saying about that? You know what I mean? But I, you know, I just when I look at the community college level, I'm just like, you know, um, like who is all these people? You know what I mean? So I got to go on the internet. I got to find out what they know. I got to see if they got a website. And then that's good. That's good. I'll say one thing that's very good. At least you're not just checking the boxes. You're doing your due diligence, which is uh, what all citizens should do. So yeah, yeah, for highly sure. commendable. But I think they need to make it a little easier on, you know, give me the cliff notes, you know what I'm saying? And then some of these people that's running for office, they website is trash. I looked at one dude, he's still using Blogspot. I'm not voting for you because you're using Blogspot. You're not up to the date with times, brother love. I can't vote for you. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I can't vote for you with the Blogspot uh, uh, web address. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> 1 a.m. East Coast time. It's 1 a.m.? It's about to be 1 a.m. We we got Will up late, so Will's on the East Coast on location. Yeah, but we vibing right now. Yeah, we we having a good time. We haven't talked in a few weeks. So, uh, Will, what do you want to leave the Stonecutters podcast listeners with? Vote. You know what I'm saying? You got to vote. You know what I mean? And let your vote be your decision. I will say that. You know what I mean? Don't be persuaded by everything that is going on uh, on in the news. Vote for the things that matter to you. Look at both sides and see if policies line up with your policy. You know what I mean? And vote for the future of America and the future of your children. That's what's important. So, you know, with that being said, you know, make sure you cast your vote. You know, people died to be able to go to the polls to vote. So it's our right to vote. And, you know, I'm excited about uh, what the world will be in the future. You know what I mean? I'm excited for, you know, what Aaron is doing, what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because we might not be holding office of the presidency right now, but we're presidents in our, of our own corporation, our own life. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And we got to make sure that we're doing the things that we're supposed to do, too. So, um, yeah, it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? It's going to be all right. We're getting through the coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we're resilient people uh, as a whole. And I'm excited. I'll I'll run one day, brother love. You know what I'm saying? I'll run for office one day when I'm done doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? We'll see. You know what I mean? Y'all heard it first, 2020. You know what I mean? I might do like my man Trump did. Trump said, listen, after Obama roasted Trump, he said, hey, four years prior, go make America great again hats. And we'll see. You know, that was crazy. He trademarked America great again and ran four years later. Interesting, right? Yeah. So, you know, who knows, man? Vote. And we out. And we out. <laughs>